Welcome to a series that's dedicated to discussing the motive in ministry and the why behind what we do. Together, we'll answer common questions you might have as we empower people to truly be the church and center the gospel in everything that we do. Well, hello and welcome back to But Why, a podcast where we answer some common questions that people have about ministry and why we do what we do. My name is Joe Mays and I serve as the administrative and missions pastor at Mount Pleasant Baptist Church in Colonial Heights, Virginia. My co-host is Lucy Brink, our content manager. Lucy, how are you doing? And let me ask you this, are you someone who likes to rush the season, especially when it comes to like the Christmas season? Well, I mean, okay, I'm first off, I'm doing good. And you mean like getting ready for for Christmas early? Yeah, you know, there's some people who just like to get ready really, really early. I mean, I not really. Like, I do get excited for each season a little bit, a little bit too early. Like, I'm super ready for fall. It's the end of summer, or I get super excited for spring when it's cold and winter. But I, I think that's normal. And I don't like to see holiday stuff way too early because personally I get tired of it way too early. Like I'm, I'm not kidding. I saw someone putting up Christmas lights the other day and it's October. It's way <laughs> too early. I'm so sorry, whoever you are, just wait. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like I struggle when people have Christmas music going on mm-hmm. when we haven't even gotten through October. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, let's just let's just hold off. Um, but that leads us perfectly into our next topic for today, which is actually Christmas and Operation Christmas Child. Uh, so, yeah, I know it's still October. So our listeners are probably thinking, man, it's early to be talking about Christmas. But what you may not realize is that we're already getting ready for the Operation Christmas Child and the shoe boxes are now available in our um, in our church. So while Christmas is a little bit away, OCC season starts right now. And joining us today to talk about OCC are Andy and Marsha Kuhn. They have been involved in the leadership of OCC for some time now. They volunteer in our region um, in various ways for OCC. And then including they allow MPBC to be a drop-off location. So Andy and Marsha, how are you all doing? And does your family rush the season or do you wait until <laughs> December before you guys decorate for Christmas? We're doing great. Um, I was actually in Walmart grocery shopping Monday, and I walked in the back room where all the Christmas stuff is, and there was Christmas music playing. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just crazy. It's too no, early. No. <laughs> way too early. It's a, you way you too don't early. rush the season. I don't. I don't put up a decoration until usually after Andy's birthday on the 5th. Yeah. Of December. The fifth of December. Okay, I'm a after I'm the day after Thanksgiving. That's my thing. Then it's okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. If Immediately. We're home, that's how we are. Yeah, if yeah. we're home, we do it after the, right <laughs> after <sure>. Thanksgiving. <laughs> Andy, do you help with the decorations? I do. Yeah, we got You a, do what a she tells tree. you. To do. <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely help. And and so we do our Thanksgiving. We it's neat because we do everybody goes to their own family thing on Thanksgiving Day. And then the family gets together, one giant family, the Saturday mm-hmm. after. So, Which, if you know extended. anything about the Coon family, that's a large, <laughs> yeah, large yeah. family that gets that's together. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have a, actually a funny story about Christmas was there was one year that my wife was like, hey, um, we need a new Christmas tree. And I have this tendency that if she says something like this, 
I just want to, I want to be the fixer. I want to find the solution. So I was at no joke, the family dollar store and I saw a Christmas tree <laughs> and there was a picture on the box, you know, like when you are buying a Christmas tree, mm-hmm. it shows what it looks like. And I thought, Oh, this looks great. And it was like, I don't know, 35, $40, something like mm. that. And I bought it and I brought it home and it was like the Charlie Brown <laughs> Christmas tree. And she has, and other people, some that were in my community group at the time, have dogged me ever since because of that Christmas tree. But let's dive into our topic for today. And there's a lot to cover with OCC, but let's start with this in simple terms. Could you all just explain to us what is Operation Christmas Child? Uh, I think I'll take this one. Uh, we kind of looked over it. We kind of going to uh, go back and forth with each yeah. other here. But um, Operation Christmas Child is up until I don't know when it was. I wasn't always familiar with it. And uh, it wasn't until some years ago that I realized what Operation Christmas Child was. It, it actually started, Samaritan's Purse took it over in 1993, which okay. if you know, this is the 30th. Well, anniversary of it. I did so not know that. It's oh, kind of yeah. neat that um, you know we're we're having this discussion. It's the thirtieth uh, anniversary, and and what it is is uh, it started out real simple to help the orphans, shoebox, and then uh, some guys started it, and I don't know, I can't remember his name, but then they asked Franklin Graham if he would take it over, and he did, and. Of course, you know, it's not just Franklin Graham, it's the people around him. And mm. they took it over, and it, it just exploded. Uh, the first year, I think they had uh, went from 3,000 to 28,000 um, shoeboxes. Uh, but what it is, it's, uh, it's something that uh, it's you – know, I don't want to get too involved in the question right here, but it's basically getting a shoebox ready that goes around the world that gives the opportunity for people to – Hear the gospel. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, another name for the shoe box uh, coined by Samaritan's Purse is a go box. Oh. It, it's called go box because it mm-hmm. means gospel opportunity. And it is called a shoe box. It's a go box. And, and, and that the reason for it is because every box, every child that receives a box is going to hear the gospel. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into a little bit more in, in that later, I know. But, uh, uh, but in terms of what it is, is it's it's people, families, churches, uh, non-churches, organizations, people getting together to provide a shoebox for a child in another country um, and to receive this shoebox is a gift. Hmm. It's a, and we call them a, a Operation Christmas Child, but here's a funny thing about this. They may be getting them anytime during the year. Yeah, we think Christmas is December twenty fifth. Everybody gets their gifts on December twenty fifth, but it may be in July or September or August before they ever get their shoebox because it, it, all the avenues it's got to go through. Believe it or not, some of them are brought to them by canoes or hmm. elephants, and we've seen pictures of that or airplanes. And uh, but but that's what the shoebox is. It brings a gift. And it brings a relationship to a child, and he gets something or she gets something that may be the greatest thing, and I'm talking about a tangible way, mm-hmm. the greatest thing they've ever received. 
a, a, a bar of soap. Well, and because these kids are not receiving a Christmas gift. No. So this is what they get. They don't yeah. even know what Christmas is. It yeah. may be, we've heard stories where this is the only gift a child may ever have received in yep. their life, you know. So that's that's kind of basically, uh, like I said, it's 30 years. And here, here's a few statistics here. Over 209 million children in 170 different, 170 different countries and territories have received a shoebox wow. in the 30 years. So you can just you can just it's it's a just astronomical uh, of uh, how this thing has exploded. This year, last year they did uh, ten ten point six million shoeboxes. The goal this year is eleven million shoeboxes. Mm. Wow. So it, it increases every year. Um, and I know Joe, you've been a part of that, and we'll talk about yeah. that later. Just yep. being involved in mm. in what goes into the shoebox. And they say that no child has ever in their lifetime gotten but one box. Wow. Yeah, it's it's the need is so great mm-hmm. that Yeah, that it's not nobody, like kids it's not are getting doubled. them every year. Right. See, yeah. I didn't I didn't know that. I actually didn't know several of those facts. Yeah. And it's interesting because I I think I am familiar with OCC. Like I grew up with it. A lot yep. of people around here who grew up in, I don't know, any Southern Baptist church would see him around Christmas, you know, the drill. I remember seeing them in my childhood church where I grew up. And, and I, I do remember, you know, how my family would go and you'd get the box and we'd pick the little stuff out. And um, it was a fun, a fun tradition as a kid. It makes for like a, a little nice memory now. But um, what can you tell me a little bit? We, we, we discussed the purpose of it, but what goes into preparing and packing a box? Um. You'd be surprised how many people have never heard of Operation Christmas Child and the Shoebox Ministries. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy and I have helped several years that they've stopped doing it now, but Chick-fil-A was involved where mm-hmm. they'd hand out shoeboxes, and if you brought it back, you'd get a free chicken cute, sandwich or a yeah. coupon for it. should do it. that yeah. again. Exactly. <laughs> okay. exactly. Yeah. But so many of those people had never heard. And, of really? course, they may or may not be churched, and they may not have had the opportunity, but that was a way of trying to get the word out to people. Yeah, and, uh, we were handing out the sh- the shoe boxes, and we were asking people, "Have you ever heard of?" And I would say probably eighty five percent of the people that come through Chick Fil A, which mm-hmm. is a lot, yeah, it never even heard of Operation. Wow, Christmas. never heard of it. And um, actually, our church supplies them for the members. They're out in the foyer as we speak mm-hmm. for people to start picking up. And the way that you can prepare your box, and it doesn't have to be one of those boxes. You can just use a regular shoe box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we see many different types yeah. come in. But um, you pick a boy or a girl. There's a label that uh, has a little barcode scan, and you can uh, pick the age group. And a lot of times it's fun, you know, like grandkids or yeah. your, your own children. Yeah. If they're a girl, they want to pick a girl and mm-hmm. they want to pick them in their same age. But there's three age groups, um, two to four, five to nine, and ten to 14. So you can kind of pick which one you want to try to fill a box for or do one for each. Yeah, so since this podcast is called the But Why podcast, kind of the question that we always ask um, the people who come on is, yeah. like, why do we do this? So why do we collect boxes um what's the goal of this and even 
Andy, if there's someone from another church um, who's listening, why should they be involved in this? Why should they take it to their church? Okay, uh, first question, uh, answer, let me answer that, is, is why do we collect the boxes, or, or what is the goal behind the, the, the boxes? And I guess the ultimate goal is to put the gospel in front of, of as many children as they can. And that's what these shoe boxes do. Um, you know, the hands that touch these boxes, the, the process that it goes through, it involves so many people. But we're sending them um, to reach those that, yeah, one, we want to give them a gift. Mm-hmm. You know, we want them to put a smile on their face. And, uh, you know, your own kids sometimes... You, you, of course, it, we're 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 spoiled in our country. Yes, we but are. But you can go to you can go to McDonald's and forget the food. They want the Happy Meal gift or whatever. So gifts are important. Yeah. I think you know to children, and it's a way to get to them. Um, but you know, we we see this, and the goal of sending them is to reach people for the gospel. That's why mm-hmm. they're called go bo- go boxes. But let me just say this too. We we think about the children that get these shoe boxes, but it's so much bigger than that. It's it's the parents, yeah. you know, that they're involved. They bring the kids to to get these boxes. Communities. We've heard stories where two communities that didn't get along with each other, and one community wanted to have some land, and through these shoe boxes and the community it brought with them, they ended up partnering and was able to. Uh, accomplish what they needed from a shoebox, you know, from from these shoeboxes. Why should other churches get involved? Um, I think one of the reasons that that other churches should should get involved is one reason is we get more shoeboxes out there. Yeah. yeah, you know, the more churches, <laughs> yeah, a very good the more people yeah. that can, can get out there, the more shoeboxes we can get out there. Another thing is the more people that get involved. It brings more awareness. Yeah. And, and let's not forget prayer. You know, the prayer that goes into these shoes. So the more churches that are involved, the more awareness, and the more uh, on the knees praying who who's going to receive these shoe boxes, the impact it's going to have um, to the to the people that receive these shoe boxes. And I do mm-hmm. say people because it's not like I said, it's not just children. Mm-hmm. We've heard stories where the children um, become believers. And, and then their parents mm. become believers. We've heard where uh, because of this, because of the conviction and all this, they, alcoholism, you know, family stuff, it just, you know, God takes over the family, and, and we just see miracles happen. Well, there are 7.8 billion people in the world, and they estimate a third of them have never even heard the gospel or heard mm. the name of Jesus. And you think about this, this is a, just a simple way of getting the name of Jesus into the hands of people. And so if we're doing 11 million, it's more than that 11 million because you got to think about mom and dad yeah. that, yep. that it's yep. impacting. Um, so like, um, I think like so often we at churches, we, we kind of compartmentalize everything when it comes to our evangelism, where mm-hmm. like we need to be thinking about what are the means that we can use to get the message of Jesus Christ out. And this is just one of those means to a lot of people. For yeah. sure. But I do have a question about yeah. those means, and I do want to go back to something you said about gifts and the importance of gifts. And here's the thing. I don't want to sound like a heartless Scrooge. I'm not going to say this is my position, but it's worth asking this question. These are 
boxes with toothbrushes and you know stuff like that mostly toys right you open the boxes toys and cutesy things it is so fun and nice to send these toys but you do have to ask don't children in crisis have more practical needs that might need to be filled first like you know access to food and shelter clean water all that like i don't think this but could you argue it's kind of trivial to send like a box of Barbies and Hot Wheels when they might not even have, you know, their basic needs met? Like, is it still important and worth it to send toys and fun things? What do you a- think? Absolutely. Um, I believe that Samaritan's Purse does in many of these countries mm. meet some of those physical That's, needs for yeah, these right. children. Um water and food and especially in a disaster situation or something. I know they're on the ground in Israel as we speak. Mm. And um, absolutely kids deserve to receive a gift like that that has toys in it yeah. or or we call them a wow item. Um, we've heard so many stories about these kids that have received a shoebox. And like, for instance, there was a little – a person – was felt led by God to put a oven mitt in their shoebox. And they're like, I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> and um, a little boy received that shoebox, and when he opened the box, he was so wound by that oven glove because his father owned a bakery, and he had been pulling stuff out of the ovens for years with just something simple uh-huh. that he had burns all over his hands from years of doing that, and that glove just meant the world to him. Well, I think what we would probably all agree on here is, yes, we need to be doing the humanitarian needs mm-hmm. and be doing this as well. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. it's both, because they're both a means to share the gospel. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think it, it can even be a help because— um, when they go to distribute these boxes, then their eyes are opened up to some of the needs that may not have been known yeah. if they weren't there with the shoe boxes. So I think it's twofold. It, it, and it, like you said, these shoe boxes do supply mm-hmm. needs. I know um, we, we get to go and we see some of the stuff that's in them, soap. Mm-hmm. You know, something simple is we've even seen where the shoe boxes alone, people would use the plastic one so they can use them as a bowl or something, Mm -hmm. not just a cardboard. And we've heard stories where they've kept their shoe boxes for other uses for so long till they fell apart. But toothbrushes. Mm -hmm. We heard the story where the girl was in an orphanage where they all used one toothbrush. And to receive a toothbrush, she had her own toothbrush. Uh, I mean, so some of those uh, fishing line, I'll, uh-huh. I always put fish hooks and fish line. You think, oh, well, we look at fishing as something fun to do. Mm-hmm. That may be the way that they feed, you know, themselves or their family. And so, yeah, we, we it, you do meet it. That There are needs that are met. Uh, but I think the greater need is, is, um, is met through when we go to distribute them boxes mm-hmm. that they see what is 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 needed and like I said, Samaritan's Purse is just a Operation Christmas Child is just a small piece of Samaritan's mm, Purse that's true. That, that helps him. So. Well, in in addition to that stuff, I think I mean I had to ask, I had to play devil's advocate. I think toys are fun, and I think it's cool. You guys mentioned this might be the only gift a kid ever gets, and mm. I feel like it's so important, obviously, to meet needs, but like. If you look at how God treats us, he often blesses us with excess and, and joy and grace and more than we deserve or, or more than we need. You know what I mean? Yeah. He he doesn't just grudgingly like meet the bare minimum. It's yeah. like 
He's good generous. Toy. And it's like, you don't just get a toothbrush, you get a toy. Like, we want you to be a kid. And I think yeah. that's sweet. Yeah, that's good. And also, we have to remember that this is often an opportunity to get into closed countries. Mm, you know, we we've, we've been at the uh, distribution center before when we're putting boxes that are going to a closed country. And these are countries that don't allow the gospel in, Mm -hmm. but this gives us an opportunity to get the gospel in. So thinking about just like the delivery process, do you, either of you know much about how that works? Um, Are they just given out, you know, like, Hey, Merry Christmas, here's a toy. Or um, is it true that they, give a gospel presentation does everyone who get one gets a, get a box do they hear the gospel oh yes it, let me say back to your question the, the what, way they give out these shoe boxes there's twofold one is when it's a closed country they're not in the red green um christmasy shoe box they're usually in a yellow or just a plain box because it's got to go incognito, you know, yeah. and when it goes in there. But after that, the process is the same. Nothing changes, just getting it in there, mm-hmm. and then everything else is the same. Uh, of course, the open countries, they, they come with the shoe boxes, the Christmas um, boxes and everything. But one of the ways that uh, pastors in a small community or through different avenues, they, they can request um, Operation Christmas Child uh, to maybe can we participate in the the shoebox thing? They'll evaluate it, see if um, they meet the the qualifications or whatever. To there's enough people for them to uh, logistically bring in these shoeboxes, and then they are trained. They are trained. Each each person that gets a shoebox gets a little booklet. It's called the Greatest Gift, mm-hmm. and then that tells the story of, of who Jesus is. The, the gospel, and then after they get that gift, then they have an opportunity, which is called the greatest journey. And that greatest journey is a discipleship class, yeah. and, and and many of them go through that discipleship class. And not only is, they go from the the greatest gift, they sign up to the greatest journey, and then they actually have a graduation for them. And mm. the people that are training them are trained themselves. Uh, I think uh, I think they said since 2009. I think that's when the greatest journey started. They always had the greatest gift, but the greatest journey started in I think 2009. 1.7 million teachers have been trained to 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 share this discipleship class, wow. and they said that um, this year the statistics are that a total of 24.9 million graduates from the greatest journey class, not just the greatest. Uh, gift class. That's I know these numbers are, are crazy, and we don't really think about them. But seventeen point four million decisions for Christ mm-hmm. were made through the the greatest um, journey class. So it's a process. They're trained, and uh, uh, it's 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 like Jesus healing people to get the people to come listen to him or what he's got to say. You know, and so we use the shoe boxes. The shoe boxes are used to hear about who Jesus. Well, is. and that's one of the things I appreciate is it started out as evangelistic, um, you know, opportunity, but it's become more than just that. And I appreciate that Samaritan's Purse noticed the need to, hey, it's not just sharing the gospel and getting people to, you know, accept Christ. Yeah. But we have a responsibility even after they accept Christ, and that's what you're talking about is yeah. is that it's that journey. 
for sure. Well, I mean, I, at this point, anyone listening, if you really, if you're really wondering why we do this, I, I don't know how we could explain it anymore. Like the impact yeah. is great, but I got, I have one more Scrooge question to throw your way. Um, no one's going to complain about sending toys to children in need. Gospel impact. It all makes sense. But here's my last Scrooge question. Why don't we just, as a church, collect money and donate it? Like, what's the point of having our people scurry around and fill the boxes themselves? Like, wouldn't it be a lot faster and easier to just do an offering like we do the Lottie Moon? Mm. I think um, what it does is it gets your people involved. Mm. If their hands are on those boxes and their children go with them to the store to pick out the items for the box. Another opportunity we have is to put um, school supplies in those boxes. Some of these children can't go to school if they don't have paper and pencils, and Mm -hmm. you supply that in a shoebox, and they're able to, their brothers and sisters, they can share the things with them, and they're able to go to school because of that. and further their education, and a lot of people don't realize that. But, you know, it gets people involved. You can get your kids, your grandkids involved. It's fun for them to fill those shoeboxes. Another thing you can do is um, when you label it boy or girl, there's a little scan barcode, and when you pay your shipping online, it also lets you know if the process is done correctly at mm-hmm. these centers, it lets you know which country oh, cool. your box has gone to, yeah. not necessarily which child, but you know which country your box ends up in. And, you know, you can adjust your prayers for, sure. for things like that. Like it so, gives you a personal connection. It involves <clears throat> exactly. our people. Or In my experience, in my memories, I think it like, would you guys agree, it teaches your, your kids... I don't say empathy, but kind of, you know, like Christmas here is all about us. And even as kids, it's all about our presence and like intentionally setting that aside and like saying, no, we're going to go shop for somebody else. And we're yeah. going to shop for someone who doesn't, yep. isn't used to this and doesn't get our, all of the things we get. It's like, it's a good thing as adults, for, you know, but it's also great to show and, your kids that and make it part of the tradition. And kids here in the United States, I mean, we're blessed. These kids don't want for anything. And when you explain to them that this shoebox is going to a child that's probably never gotten a gift in their life, it, it makes them think. Yeah. Well, and for anyone who's listening, um, I understand the holiday season is extremely busy. Um, I mean, I have three kids of my own. It's a busy season, but it's not that difficult to fill a box up, um, for, for, for these type for these type of situations for these kids. And uh, honestly, I always think the easy thing is to write a check. <laughs> you know, that's that's the easy yeah. thing. But the Lord hasn't always called us. And now there are times where we just need to write a check. Mm-hmm. But the Lord hasn't called us to always just do the easy thing. And, so. and, and I mean, there's times when, you know, we've had people say, look, I'm too busy or I'm, I'm laid up in the hospital or uh, I'm in a nursing home, but I want to be a... a I want to participate in this, mm-hmm. so can, let me let me give some money, help pay for shipping or something, and and, and that's that's fine, you know. Yep. We're not going to turn that down because you know? they they but, never turn down a box if you can't afford to pay the shipping on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, that's awesome. Well, and I kind of like how you mentioned the story of uh, the lady who felt called or led whatever to to include something random, even like an oven mitt. You mm. know, you have that chance to for God to in- involve us and include us and, and exactly. use us to make that that connection. Yeah, and you know the thing that I appreciate is um, that we can really this can be an event for families. You know, we've mentioned this already, but you know, I have I have three kids. And um, my three kids have an opportunity to fill a box They every year. And they look forward to it every year. Mm-hmm. And they always do a box for a kid their age and, you know, their sex because they feel like they are making a difference. Mm-hmm. And then one of the questions that we get quite often when it comes to Samaritan's Purse is because Franklin Graham and how he shakes political waves sometimes, we get asked this question of, why would we ever support an organization like this? And the bottom line is, people, we don't agree with anybody on all things. And that these shoe boxes do help get the message of Jesus Christ mm. across the world, which is what we've been asked to do with the Great Commission. So to people who, who want to ask, why would you support an organization with Franklin Graham? Well, hey, the 5% of the silly stuff that he says doesn't compare to the 95% of the great stuff that happens with OCC and the involvement there. And it's worth, if the gospel is getting out, it's worth it. And if we're, if we're not involved with, if, if we had that attitude, we wouldn't Mm -hmm. be involved with anybody because we don't agree with anybody on all things. Um, so switching, you know, that that's kind of my little soapbox. Andy, you look like you want to add to that. Yeah, I do. I I wanted to, uh, to say um, one thing that, and I wanted to kind of say it in the beginning, but you just brought it back to my mind, is that I challenge anybody that's in here or anywhere, you tell me what reaches more people for the gospel than these shoeboxes. It's 11 million just shoeboxes, and that doesn't count the hands that touch it, mm-hmm. the, the non-church people that participate the people around in the area, it's it's probably one of the biggest gospel sending or gospel messages out there. And that, and I would add one more challenge: if you've never been a part of the process, go and be a part of the process. And then when you're done, like go with us, um, and at the end of November, help prepare the boxes, help. Pray over the boxes, and when you're done after those three days, if you feel like it's not something to be a part of, then don't be a part of it. But I promise you, if you do it right, like um, you're going to want to continue to be a part of it. Uh, but switching directions for those who may not know, we fill plenty of shoe boxes, but our our church also serves as a drop off location for our area. Um, Marsha, can you explain a little bit about that process and how we got involved in that? Yes. Um, We were asked to be a drop-off location. I think it's been about six years ago now when Andy and I went to uh, year-round volunteer for Operation Christmas Child. Mm -hmm. And, And so we grabbed that opportunity because we get to meet people from all the churches. We get to interact with them, pray with them. And the shoe boxes are always collected. The 
week before Thanksgiving. This year it's the 13th through the 20th. And here at Mount Pleasant, we return our shoe boxes and dedicate them at the altar the day before that. So on Sunday, November the 12th, we want to bring those shoe boxes back filled and dedicate them at the altar. And then we'll start the collection process. We're open each evening from like four to seven. The weekend, it's like a couple of hours each day. And we're always looking for volunteers here at the church that want to get involved in helping us during the week when these shoe boxes yeah. come in each night. Um, we package them into cartons, and then at the end of that, we take them to a collection center, which is at Monumental Baptist this year. It, it, yeah, let me just say, with that, too, uh, we're talking about, all right, so far now, just bringing them to our church, you've had the families, the children, church mm-hmm. fill the shoebox. Hopefully, they prayed over the shoebox, whether it be at church or at home. Then they bring them here. And we we get them, we count them, make sure the counts are all right. We put them in a carton, but we pray with them again over mm-hmm. the shoe yep. boxes, and then they're cartonized, and then they're getting ready to go to a process center. So already, look at the hands that have already touched and the prayers that have already been prayed. Yeah. And this is our church is just one of seventeen thousand drop off yeah. areas in not just our country, but some of the other countries too. So. Um, yeah, so it's it's really neat to be a part of that. And that takes us all the way to the distribution center, which, as it works out, is where we go. I think, well, I don't know how long we've been doing it. It's It's been an every year thing since the two years I've been here. But it's, <laughs> it's been an every year thing. Probably longer than that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been about eight years. I'm going to guess yeah. it's been oh, longer. It's probably been longer than that. Yeah. How yeah. long have you been here? I've been here 13 years, and I know Gary Beatty yes. started yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, so I'm guessing it's been 10 or more years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking too. Let's yeah. say 10. Let's say 10 years. We've been doing it for 10 years because that sounds really official. Um, but every <laughs> year or so around Christmas, we have a mission trip. And it's it's more of a service trip. And it's to the distribution center in Charlotte. Is that right? Yep. Charlotte, yep. North Carolina. Um, and I had the pleasure of going on the trip for the first time last year. It was super, <laughs> super active, super tiring, very Christmassy, all sorts of fun. Obviously, I recommend going. Yeah, and our our trip dates this year are November 29th through December 1st, and we just had an interest meeting, but it's not too late to sign up. You know, we still got a few weeks before that deadline uh, comes up. But Andy and Marsha, I know that you guys have led the trip. You've gone on this this trip year after year. Can you tell us a little bit about kind of your experience with this this trip and why it's so important to you guys? You know, I think the very first time I went with um, the Beatties, Gary and Jan, they started this trip, and then uh, we've been doing it ever since. And I remember the impact. Um, I almost get emotional thinking about it. But when you go in there, and I know you've been there, Joe. Have you been there? Just once. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and when you go there, the impact of the the grandness of it and yes. what you're doing, it's just, it's just you're flooded with emotions, and you're just like, wow. Yeah. And and I look forward to that. That impact is still there every year. And then mm-hmm. I look at whoever I'm bringing or who, whoever's the first time there. And the I first look, t- time, and I'm, I'm waiting to yeah. see their impact. Like, what? <laughs> everybody has the same impact. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte is just one of you know um, many um, uh, areas that do this. But uh, yeah, to to be there to hear what they call a full circle speaker. Um, sometimes they'll be up there and they'll they'll be able to speak and 
that's a full circle speaker, somebody that received a shoebox as a child, and now they work for Samaritan's Purse, and they tell their experience of how they received that shoebox and what it meant to them. And, mm-hmm. and to hear a full circle, full circle speaker um, give their testimony about it, it's just, it's just amazing. And uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just being there, and now we, we started a tradition when, uh, what do they got to be now? How old? Thirteen. 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 <laughs> And we have two new ones coming this year. Our grandchildren are coming, so I think it's like eight or it's ten of us. Ten of us this year. year. Oh, so it that's keeps great. growing. That's only a fraction every of your family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And everybody, we we look forward to it, and it's yeah. a family event, and um, it started the same way. It's their age, they go out, they shop, and it's mm-hmm. it's something tangible. And it gets back to that thing. It has purpose and it has meaning. And the Lord works on both sides of this. I know uh, my favorite part of the trip is seeing how the team works together. Yeah. So we may not know each other extremely well, but by the end of those two days, we've kind of built this community. I think of the first year, or one of the first years I went, or one of the first years I led, like the Hoovers. I didn't know who the Hoovers were, Jim right, and Linda yeah. Hoover. Mm-hmm. And they came on the trip, and I just... I. Like when you go on a mission trip with someone, you always build this Amen. connection that Amen. that is never lost. And I'm looking forward to you just mentioned this. I'm looking forward to 2024 because I will have a daughter who will be 13, and I can promise you, She'll when she, when when she turns 13, she's going on this trip because I know and I've seen I've seen this with your grandkids and I've seen this with other teenagers who have gone. I mean, they thrive. They thrive in that setting. They do. And, you know, and the thing that amazes me is I remember when I was a kid all goofing off and, you know, just doing crazy <laughs> stuff. But when they get there, they know they have a mission, they have a thing they got to do, and they focus on doing that. And it just blows my mind to see them uh, work. And it's work now, you know. Yeah. It's, oh, it is. It's, it's work. <laughs> but uh, you get to know which country you're, you're doing. Mm-hmm. The, the, that day, these, these boxes are going to this country. Tell you at the end of the day how many shoe boxes were filled, yeah. and and here again, once we get there, look at the hands that touch the shoe boxes, and you know yourself. There's de- many times during the process that we'll stop. Mm-hmm. They give you a little break, but we 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 find some shoe boxes, pray over those shoe boxes, and uh, here again, more prayer, more hands touching. It's and there's there's no age limit either because you've got somebody like Frank Kirks that gets upset if he can't go every year. He's 95 years old. Wow. He stands with us. He works with us. you got to force him to stop working. You yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. He, he doesn't even yeah. want to take a dinner yeah. break. Yep. And um, I remember from last year, they do have a few jobs that don't require standing and being they on do. your feet. Yep. So if you're yep. curious, you want to go, you're just like, I can't stand all day. It's it's worth checking out. They got out. something for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I'm... So I was that new person. And for me, I'm with you guys. Like the sheer scope, you walk in this big warehouse. I don't know what it was. And you see all these boxes on all these people from different churches, like just so many people. You feel like you're in like a giant like Santa's workshop or something. But I think I'm with you. What stood out to me the most um, was that feeling in the air when we would all stop all those, I don't Mm. know, hundreds of people and we'd stop and pray, like just stopping every so often to pray over the boxes and it's quiet and you just don't know how far that impact will go but you're right there and you're seeing it here's another thing too that uh, i know some of our listeners don't know we we keep talking about church affiliation and and people going to but when we go to the process center there's banking people that are there that they say oh they got so much time off they get to they get they'll go and volunteer Mm -hmm. and you're working along somebody that they may not know 
that's, you that's know, true. who Jesus is. So yeah. we got the opportunity. Uh, in past, I've got the opportunity to share with people and talk to them that they didn't know the gospel. They're just there to help volunteer because whether you're a believer or not, it's a great yeah. thing, but it's so much more greater. So why should someone go on this trip? Or even like if someone's never gone on a mission trip before, why should this possibly be a first one? And then what has been the biggest impact for you guys? I think it should be a first one for anybody because, number one, the cost yeah. is probably the least you'll ever yeah. pay for a mission trip. Yep. And it's not long. You only have to take a couple of days off work if you're still working. And it's just a great opportunity to get your feet wet, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And um, it's something you can bring the family to. Yes. You know, uh, it's not... It's not bad. It's not dangerous. You can bring your family. Like I said, you wait. You wait for that next one to be thirteen, and you can bring them. And it's yep. and you know what the, the fellowship. You just meeting other people and to be a part of something that has such a great impact. Yeah, I mean, we always go to the breakfast place. Yeah, and we always <laughs> see the waitresses that we've seen in years past. You know, I probably got the record for being at the Billy Graham Library the most. <laughs> and uh, but you know, they keep changing it up, and I enjoy bringing someone or uh-huh. taking someone there that's never been there before, and and that's that's really neat too. So I must have missed the breakfast place, as I recall. Okay, so there's I think you slept if, through that. No, no, Lucy. no. If you okay, I, that was the first day. On the second day was the breakfast, and. Not saying this is the reason you should go, but there is an amazing little French cafe bakery called Amelie's, and it's right there. There's like two locations. So if you want to treat yourself to some macarons after you um, work for missions, it's so good. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, I took someone to lunch, and then they liked it so much, we ended up going back for breakfast the next day instead of the pancakes. So maybe we'll figure it out. Why does food always get brought up on the podcast? Why is it always me? It's <laughs> a Baptist thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, but yeah, so just, just tuck that away if you decide to go. Um, it's really good. But hey, on this podcast, along with food, we do like to talk at length sometimes about why we do things. And we try to remind ourselves and our listeners of the deeper meaning behind, you know, the ordinary things. So whether it's filling the shoebox, helping, um, you know, receive and organizing them here at Mount Pleasant or going on the trip. How, how do you guys think? How can we remind our listeners to be prayerful and mindful and remember the impact of this project and not just go through the motions because it's a church Christmas tradition? Hmm. Get your family involved. Hmm. Get you, your kids involved, your grandkids. Um, it's not expensive to fill a box. It's not expensive to ship it. And anybody, no matter... What your means are, you should be able to do that, mm. and it's a blessing. You know, we're called in Matthew 28 to, to fulfill the Great Commission, and this is one of those ways that you can have such a big impact with, I don't want to say as little effort, but a big impact doing a, a, a seemingly small thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's like anything else. we got to be att- we got to be intentional about it. We need to be reminded. We need to, uh, we need to get it out there. There's still a lot of people that don't know about shoeboxes. Don't that don't know who Jesus is. And I and I heard one um, great missionary said one time said Coca-Cola did a better job of getting their name out there than we have getting mm. Jesus's name That's out good. there. Mm. But they go and go up in the mountains. They never heard of Jesus, but they know who Coke is. You yeah. know. 
And, and I think we just got to be intentional and we got to really focus on uh, it. the same way with anything. For sure. Tradition can become tr- what it is, a tradition. Mm-hmm. And we got to focus on really the purpose behind it. Yeah, I think of it similar, for whatever reason, I think of it similar to Adv- Advent. Because like people, a lot of Southern Baptists don't know well that know that much about Advent mm-hmm. and why we celebrate Advent. Well, Some people don't know about o- Operation Christmas Child and why we we do that. But Advent is a time of reflection. It's a time for us to um, think about um, the coming of Jesus and think about His second coming, uh, and it lets us. It allows us to teach our kids. Like during the Christmas season, to mm-hmm. focus on Christ, and this allows us to teach our kids during the Christmas season to focus on Christ by giving to others. Mm-hmm. So I always kind of uh, I compare it to Advent because Southern Baptists haven't done a good job at at celebrating Advent, but Advent is hey let let let's think through who Jesus is and look forward to His coming. And part of looking forward to his coming is we need to get the message of the gospel out to yeah. all nations. You know, I think when we give something, it, it comes back to us. We receive so much more than what we give. And, and I think when you're talking about the kids, not just the kids but us, I think we can think about the gratitude when we give, the knowing that a bar of soap, we, we, we just had the opportunity to listen to a full circle speaker mm-hmm. and and. And what she said was, all she remembers, her biggest wow gift was the smell of her box, all because it had a bar of soap in there. And that was her, you know, we think the things that we take for granted, when we do these shoe boxes, I think mm-hmm. it helps us reflect on how grateful we should be and mm-hmm. in, in, in with our kids and everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you all so much for being with us on the podcast. It's always a special time to see your leadership in OCC and allowing our church to even get more connected with OCC and our partnership with them. Do you guys have any final thoughts as we close today? No, I just appreciate the opportunity to, you know, talk about Operation Christmas Child and what's being done and what still can be done. And, you know, I always feel that we always... We do so much, but we still, it seems like we fall short. We want to mm. do more. And and so my I think through this, I hope more people get involved. Mm. If nothing else, pack more shoe boxes. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be just now. They mm. have and, and we kind of fail at this too, is we can have shoebox packing parties. Year round and, and you know, yeah. I've heard of little small churches three times smaller than us given amount of shoe boxes it would just go just wow. and you can mouth. go to you can get them from us or you can even go to hobby lobby and you can buy yeah. the plastic shoe boxes yes. as yes. well just yeah. don't overpack them that's what that's yeah. my big takeaway from last year was <laughs> it be generous but the box needs to close <laughs> without duct tape because it's really hard to process and check the box for items that are prohibited when it's all falling out and you can't get it to go back in yeah when you go you <laughs> start, start realizing those the things. panic because yeah. it just keeps coming out and yeah. you can't get it it's like a puzzle trying yes. to put it back. So, so be generous but wise. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Hey, let, let me just say one more thing. Those that have been have been there, I don't know how much time we got. So. Well, whenever you're but, done, we're done. <laughs> okay. no, don't say that. But, but you know, I think one of the other things that just come to my mind about going to the process center, and I know Joe, you and I, a lot of times we're at the end of it where we're we're putting the shoe boxes in the yep. cartons, and I kind of like doing that, but. 
the people that get to actually get to go through the boxes and see what's in there. Oh, oh it's just uh, it's just amazing where little kids have put their drew their hands and say, mm-hmm. "Put your hand where my hand is." I'm praying for, or send pictures. And uh, there's one great story. Uh, tell it real quick about this one girl, and I can't. I want to say it's the Philippines, but she got this shoebox, and she was really young. And it, and it was a picture of the, the little boy that sent the shoebox. He had a cowboy outfit on and everything. And long story short, she ended up, when she got older, she loved that shoebox. She ended up making a connection with him oh, who wow. sent the shoebox, and they ended up getting married. Aww. So, I mean, there's just, we could sit here and just say stories. At Billy, they, they, you can get, uh, what's that book? I can't remember. It, but it tells all the stories and stuff. It's got just story after story after story. So, wow. Yeah, but if, when you go there just to see the stuff that goes in there, it gives mm-hmm. you idea. Oh, I never thought of that. You know, and it used to be a time when candy was in there and, lick, and we you can't do <laughs> yeah. that now. Yeah. And uh, But even that, they take him out of the shoebox and they're given to... Uh, a homeless a, shelter, a homeless yeah. nursing home. Yeah. Nothing is wasted. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So appreciate the opportunity. That's awesome. Well, that's all we have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening to the But Why podcast. We want to encourage our listeners to follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, X, formerly Twitter, Spotify, and iTunes. You can keep up with us on all of those. Until next time, may the Lord help you to meet people where they are and point them to Jesus. Thanks for joining us today, and don't forget to tune in next time. For more content, visit mpbclife.com or find us through the App Store.